Welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. And Jeremy, we are concluding our camp series. We are doing a lovely episode. We are doing Meatballs 2, the sequel no one wanted. I don't think I did. Did you? Did did I want to do it or did I ask for the movie? The movie. Oh, uh, no, I didn't do that or the other one. Uh, this movie came out in 1984, I do believe. Yes. It this, has, is, this is what George Orwell was warning us about. Yes, it was. Yes, exactly. Uh, it has a 3.6 on IMDb if you care about those things. Uh, also, you can stream it on Amazon. So if you were an Amazon subscriber, congratulations. You can watch Meatballs 2. Meatballs 2. As, as well, you should. Meatballs 2 stars, I guess, stars. Uh, Richard Mulligan from Empty Nest fame. Empty Nest fame. Did I say Nest? Empty Nest. Empty Nest fame. Um, let's see. Some other notable people would be Hamilton Camp. Yeah. Right? But John Larroquette. They're the rival camp. Yep. From uh, Camp, uh, camp Patton. They're Camp Patton. Uh, and uh, oh, Paul Rubens yep. is in this. Paul Rubens, I think this would be around when Pee-wee was starting to like kind of take shape on stage. Yes, it was. At uh, Second City, but not quite like TV show, yeah. right? You would say, probably. Was, was, I thought it was a Groundling. Oh, yeah, it was Groundling. You're yeah. right. It was a Groundling because uh, yeah. it was, um, uh, what's his face? Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, yeah. yeah God bless him. Um, yes, and the son from uh, the uh, the... Oldest son from, oh God, what was that show? Wonder Years. Oh, he's yeah. He's in this as well. And like, he's a baby in this, too. He's a really young kid in this. And also Archie Han, right? Yes. Who's done a lot of voice work and a lot of character actor work. Yeah, he's one of those guys who shows up in a lot of things, but yeah. you probably recognize him from mm-hmm. his voice more than mm-hmm. anything. But uh, he used to, I remember, because he used to be on the British Whose Line Is It Anyway. Good night, good night, good night. Um, also, Donald Gibb, who played Ogre. Oh, yes. He shows up Mad later on. I'm sorry movie, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And uh, Kim Richards, who plays Cheryl in this movie, who was in the um, Escape to Witch Mountain movies for Disney. You might remember her from that. Perhaps you do. Perhaps you do. If you're a big Escape from Witch Mountain fan. You yes. would probably do that. Also, the kid that played um, Eddie, Ralph Seymour, you might know him as the boy that drinks coffee from the airplane movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit grown up, gr- more grown up now because it's 1984. That movie came out in the 70s. So late 70s. So there you go. Running down the cast. Um, should we talk about a plot synopsis? Um, yeah, I, you know, I was really confused. Um, it's easy to get confused about this movie. I thought, how are they going to come back after he defeated the food making machine that was taking over the world? Sure. And then I realized we weren't doing Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Too. Right. We were, we're not doing that. We were doing Meatballs, too. Although there is a sequel to that. There is. Yeah. That's why I still said Cloudy it. with a Chance of Meatballs. Still don't know why these movies are called Meatballs. You know, uh, I don't know if it's like a camp cafeteria food, but we never had meatballs when I was a camp counselor. Well, okay, I don't remember if it came up in the first one or not, but um, the the interesting thing is this wasn't 
a meatballs movie. Right. It wasn't a meatballs movie. Yeah. It was just, it's just like Camp Sasquatch or whatever yeah, it was going to be called. Yeah. Uh, just like American Psycho 2. And I've, I find that a lot of sequels, like this happens to a lot of movies where they're well, like, I think well, they just don't know what to make of it. So they just kind of scrunch it with something yeah, that is like, easily more marketable. It's, it's likable enough, but they don't think it's strong enough on its own. So you just like tack it on to something. Well, I think because, and we'll talk about this, but there's a weird plot point in this movie. Very weird plot That point. I think they didn't know how to sell. So maybe that's why they stuck the meatballs thing on there. Do you know what I yeah. mean? But so. it makes even, uh, yeah. Obviously, Bill Murray is not in this because it's a different camp altogether. It's a yeah. different setting, different everything. So no one from the first movie is associated with this movie. Yes, not so, at all. There you go. All right. So I'm ready for a plot synopsis because this is going to be wild, folks. Here we go. If you've seen this movie, go ahead. Uh, The owner of Camp Sasquatch, Giddy, or Coach Giddy, tries to keep his camp open after Hershey, the owner of Camp Patton, located just across the lake, wants to buy the entire lake for Camp Patton. Giddy suggests setting the issue... uh, Setting the issue with traditional end of summer boxing match over rights to the lake. A tough inner city punk named Flash is at Camp Sasquatch for community service as a counselor in training. Flash is recruited to box in order to save Sasquatch. Cheryl, a naive teen on whom Flash has set his sights, has never seen a, quote, pinky, so her fellow teenage girl campers arrange for her to see a man naked. Meanwhile, the campers try to hide an Meanwhile, alien from Meanwhile, another planet. An alien from another planet. Who has been dropped off by his parents to learn Earth culture. Sure. He is nicknamed Meathead by yes. the kids after repeating one of them saying, Me, Ted. Yes. Also, looks like Rob Reiner. So, I mean, same thing. That's why they call him Meathead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So that's quite a lot to take in. I was hoping we like that review would not skip over the fact that the alien came. I in. love that it was tacked on, to but the it's end, like, like but it's like an oh, it's like an afterthought. Oh, it's like God, oh, right. oh, well, by the way, an alien came came into the camp and decided he was going to be a camp camper with the rest of the kids. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, whatever. So uh, I think that was the point where we talk that we are no phonies. <laughs> yeah, weird. We are no phonies. We're no phonies if we're doing this this movie. Yeah. You would say so. That's correct. We're part of the No Phony Podcast Network. Indeed. A podcast network, a ragtag podcast network full of independent awesomeness. Any type of podcast you want. We've got sports podcasts. We've got comedy podcasts. We've got dog podcasts. We've got, no, we don't got alien podcasts, do we? No, we don't. No. Wait, but, uh, conspiracy? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. 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 We've got books podcast. We've got all the all the podcasts you want is all in one podcast network called the No Phony Podcast Network. Google it, learn it, live it, love it, be it. That's no right. phony podcast. All of those things. The uh, <clears throat> what is the podcast feature of the month, Jeremy? Uh, the podcast feature of the month would be. I will tell you, lights in the sky. Lights in the sky. There you go. So, uh, lights in the sky. Um, it's a paranormal podcast, so they do talk about 
Um, so they talk about aliens like Meathead from Meatballs yeah, 2. Yes, they do. But that's not the only thing they talk about. They talk about all sorts of this stuff. Yes. So uh, it's not just necessarily that. They talk sure. about a wide variety of things. Wide variety. So if you've got a conspiracy, you want to hear about it or, or whatnot, check those guys out on No Phony Podcast Network. Dot com. Do it. Dot com. Do it. Google it. Love it. Learn, learn it. Live it. Love it. Meatballs 2 is our movie this week. Meatballs 2. A quiet movie about camp and about a boxing match and about an alien who struggles to find his way into a, a ragtag group of campers learning their way across the nature, you would say. <laughs> Correct? Wouldn't say most of that now. No, uh, you wouldn't say. It's not Citizen Kane? No. All right. Where should um, we start with this, Jeremy? Gosh, um, I think why don't we talk about the? I mean, because there's there's multiple plots going on. There is plot multiple lines. plots going on. Yeah. So yes. why don't we why don't we start off with uh, the uh, the boxing kind of? We can, but can we start at the beginning for a second? Because yeah. I'm actually okay with this opening for some reason. Yeah. But it doesn't really lend itself to the rest of the movie like it doesn't really like so the movie starts with um paul rubens and he's the bus driver yes the crazy bus the driver. crazy bus driver like, get sit down um and then he's taking the camp kids to camp and they get pulled over by the cops yes because they're dropping off um flash flash because flash is supposed to be doing his community service with the camp uh, and then some kid in a wheelchair tries to race the bus to the yes. camp. And he's beating them. And he's beating them. But why did I like that for some reason? Because you like Silver Bullet. I do love Silver Bullet. There's something about Silver Bullet <laughs> that is just great. You know. Yeah. You know, and you know, not a lot of movies that have aliens have kids in wheelchairs, Mac and me. Anyway, um I thought about that too. Oh, the whole time I was like, <laughs> Mac and me. But it's weird. <clears throat> he has this kind of like just in general, like his chair is it has like doesn't just have like a joystick that moves it forward. Yeah. It's got like a throttle arm kind of thing that he moves <laughs> back and forth. Uh yeah. so it's an interesting setup. Um, yeah. Tommy Wheelchair McVeigh, not to be confused with Timmy McVeigh, which I don't know who that would be. Well, it's Tommy McV. Oh, McV? Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. The joke is better <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that. So there you go. Um, but for some reason, I, th- I liked it. It kind of set up the goofiness that we were going to expect, but then it kind of like did not follow through. Yeah, yeah. After we got to the camp right away. Do you know what I mean? So so they did this thing with, I don't know. They tried to do this thing with all of the kids where they showed them, uh, basically they were kind of showing their personalities. <laughs> like there was Larry and Barry, the two twins, who always got confused, like, you know, I'm Larry. No, no I'm, I'm I'm Larry. Larry. This is Barry, yeah. and they would keep mixing yeah. it up themselves. Yeah, those kids would later go on to work at the Pawnee Parks and Rec. Did you know that, Larry? Shut up, Larry. Oh, I was no, like, so. what the hell are you talking about? Um, no. Anytime we needed uh, <laughs> creepy teens on something, there you go. 
<laughs> They're played by Paul and Scott Stout. Yes. The, uh, oh. So they kept having like, there's a couple jokes they had. Like one of them was like, that's my shirt. No, it's, it's my shirt. And uh, well, which one does mom love more? Me? Then give me a break and give me the shirt. And like, you know, they would have a couple yeah. jokes like that, which it was like, okay, I get what their personality is. But um, Ted, who was a kid who has a bunch of taxidermied animals. Just uh, that's his that's his character. He yeah. just carries around the taxidermy animals. Butterball, the kid who's just always trading his fruit and whatever for chocolate. Right. You but know. he's the only one who has something that carries like almost all the way through. He's just eating candy all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's eating candy. At least they are not using him as punchlines, though. Yes. Do you no, know what they, I mean? They don't ever. So, like, they never really do that, which is uh, good. Tommy, which is, uh, or wheelchair. The wheelchair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, wheelchair. But he's he starts out as this daredevil who's like, I'm here to meet the lady. Yeah. And, and then, then it, like, never, it no, never comes to. he's just a normal you, kid. Yeah, he's just, like, a kid that, you know, and then loves aliens. Steve, who is the kid who, he's like. Hold on. He's like, you want to you want to trade something? Or you want to buy some chocolate? And he has like a yes. case full of contraband that he's selling. Yes. That has like the little stand legs on the bottom of it. And I everything. want that, by the way. Yeah, those are. Awesome. I really want that. Uh, that's the kid from Wonder Years who plays yes, Kevin's. That is, yeah, played by uh, Kevin's brother, Jason Hervey. Yeah, but when he opened up, <laughs> like when I do, I uh, I told you when he opened up his uh, his treasure trust uh, tre- treasure chest of. Uh, candy bars i was like damn it and abba zabba no because it, it was very like these old school like look bars oh it wasn't even they had it wasn't I mean, there's nothing really in name brand in there like snickers no or there was no i did not see what what was it they had abba zabba they had chunky bars too oh, chunky big deal it's oh. chunky i know anyone remember that no but then they have like Milky Way or Snickers. What, or what kid doesn't love chocolate with chocolate bars stuffed with raisins? What kid doesn't like Snickers? I know. He can't afford that. Yeah, that's true. And those other kids will take what they get. Yeah. Um, but no, but like pretty soon, like they're just like, hey, why don't we drop the children's personalities and just it's, like. <laughs> it felt like that. It was like, why don't we drop the children's personalities so they can interact with an alien? Yeah. And I'm like, no, why? I don't know. We'll talk about the alien yeah, we'll, we'll go plot there soon. But let's talk about kind of our main character. Because our main character yeah. is Flash, yeah. you would say, right? Yes. In this movie. Flash is supposed to be the the tough, you know, you know, you would say. Yeah. He, if uh, you've seen Wet Hot American Summer, like the Paul Rudd kind of like bad boy kind yeah. of, you know, He's, I don't care about it. His choices were going to reform school or going to one month of summer camp which you know go to the one month of summer camp it seems like you got a good deal yeah you know what i mean like why would you go to the reform school for a whole year yeah. you just do a month yeah and it changed him and it he changed a, him he had that judge had dead to rights he, he did it did change him um his whole character is that you know he's just kind of uh it's not like he's he's not smarmy by any means. He's just kind of a punk, yeah, in a way, yeah. I'd and it's almost so. like it was it just you? Was it me or was it you that like? I just feel like I felt like the stereotypes that eighties movies have. Like as much as I hate them, I feel like this movie could have used them better. Do you know what I mean? Uh, 
yeah, I think it could have a little bit. Yeah, we could have used a little bit of a schmarminess. So, like, the lesson that he learns at the end could be a little bit more. But for me, I'm just like this. I may prefer maybe to the actor or something. Yeah. It but was I like, really felt like this was kind of flat to me. It was like, um, you know, like they in Greece they have where Sandy has to... Sandy has to let her hair down more and Danny's like, well, I'll join the team or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, like kind of conform a little bit. Yeah, It's like that happens almost like in a moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like there and done. Yeah. It's just like there and done. Yeah. And so I feel like there's no build up to it. Yeah. Well, he, when he shows up to camp, like at first he, he bumps into Eddie who is an old friend of his or something. Yeah. And uh, says, you know, hey, I got in trouble. This was my punishment. And he's like, I'm supposed to be a CIT, whatever that is. And Eddie tells him, well, it's a counselor in training. Um, So he, you know, he gets there and he's like, he doesn't want to participate in stuff. But uh, Coach Giddy, played by Richard Mulligan, kind of takes him under his wing and says, hey, you know, I have a guy who's going to box in our big event you know he needs a sparring partner can you help him and uh he kind of you know hems and haws about that but uh he he asked him to you know give it a shot just try sure yeah um and he learns at the end of the movie that to i don't know he doesn't really learn anything at the end of the movie does he he just fights um, the guy at the end of the movie. No, he he does. He does in a way. More the camaraderie of the camp itself, you would yes. say, is what he learns. Yeah. And that, that maybe he's, you know, like he's accepted for who he is kind of in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's not but, really written in stone what yeah, he learns. I think, he, I think he's just learned to let his guard down. Guard down a like little bit, yeah. Not try to, he he's doesn't so have tough. to be whatever badass yeah. he's trying to be. Like he can... Yeah. You know, he's a good guy. Yeah. And so it's just about him seeing that himself. Yeah. Now, the Giddy character, of course, is the camp director who is played by Richard Mulligan. Yeah. If you were to do this movie over with and you would have Richard Mulligan in it, that would be a Richard Mulligan. Yes. Well, that's why right? it's a sequel is because they were like... Get the Mulligan. They were like... Get the do-over. Well, let's do Meatballs again. Um, we're going to do we're gonna do a do-over. But who would we get in the, the council? Mm. We should, do, we should Mulligan. do a Richard Mulligan. We'll do a Mulligan. So this is where I think that like maybe because they did not utilize him correctly in this movie or they didn't use him, utilize him enough in yeah. the movie. This is where I think that they should have kind of stereotyped the dumb camp director because he's he can play the doofus yeah. very, very well. Yes. Like his comic timing, like especially in soap and stuff like that is very like you know, doofusy and like and dorky. And it felt like really he's one note in here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This felt like he's just giddy. Oh, that's giddy, the camp director. Giddy. I'm like, they really didn't kind of give him a character, right? Right. He's just there. Pretty much. And I don't know. I'm thinking you're not using him correctly. I I don't think so either. Right. Um because like the parts with him are very short. It's like very short. You either like there's a few times where it's like okay is he the like the wise kind of guy right and, and even he has that like, he has those moments with Flash he, he could be yeah. yes he has those moments with Flash but then Especially it's at like the they drop that yeah 
And in the scene, like where he's training for boxing and stuff. And why do they drop that? Because they need to add an alien. Yes, pretty much. We'll get to it, that, folks. Oh. Um, and then like the other part of his story is like he kind of has the bumbling thing where he's like, uh, he yells at the chef who with the chef thing is weird too. The chef thing is it, he it, yells. I, I feel like there was deleted scenes that yeah. got cut with the chef because there's the chef. There's no. there's a French chef who it's like a cross between like a fancy French chef. That's what they try to make him out. And to be Dom DeLuise. Yeah. Or yeah. like, um, you know, in down Periscope, there's a terrible okay. chef kind of character. Yeah. Uh, it's like that. Um, but he, uh, you know, like he tells him, none of that fancy French food. Yeah. Hamburgers, hot dogs, you know, French fries. I don't think that was the, the there was that other counselor that had the canoe on his head. The, that was the more bumbling character yeah. right yeah he spins around and i feel and, like and that's what you know uh, i was gonna say richard dreyfus because the dog on empty nest because the dog on empty nest is dreyfus folks okay i had dreyfus and empty nest on the head okay yep. because richard mulligan is known for that you know he's won yep. emmy and emmy for soap for playing kind of a doofus or a dumb character yeah so let him do what he's good at you know yes um, he did it in Scavenger Hunt, which is another terrible, <laughs> great movie. I love it. Boomer, um, who is the the guy who's supposed to be doing the boxing, who's another counselor. That's the guy that's yes. really dorky and dumb. And Yes. Yeah. Um, he is supposed to be the boxer. Um, I think in part of the story that happens with, uh, with Richard Mulligan's character is... Uh, the camp from across the way. So camp right, Patton. this is his, yeah, yeah. This is his other gimmicky thing. Uh, from Camp Patton, which is a like military, military camp, camp, yeah, which it's got its own kind of issues. Yes, <laughs> the uh, they have purchased the land of Camp Sasquatch from. Did you say Sasquatch or Sasquatch? Sasquatch. Okay, I said Sasquatch. I think, Sasquatch. But, yeah. Um. Because I was thinking of a line at the same time. Um, no, the they purchased the land from Camp Sasquatch, and uh, they uh, so they're going to go take it over. Well, technically, they purchased it from the chief, the Indian chief. Yeah, which they had. Oh, this, that's right, they had yeah. the scene where it was, he goes, "How? Where? Why? When?" Like you just go back and forth. Yeah, which, although racist, kind of funny. Yeah, in it a way, was the timing of it—the timing, yes, the timing was fine. Yeah. And that's with um, Colonel Bat Jack Hershey. <laughs> <laughs> that is his real King. name, folks. Yes. Well, but the they said that the Sasquatch Indians were the ones who were selling the right. Yeah, right. Which I was like the Sasquatch Indians. The Sasquatch Indians. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, who also was played by Joaquin Martinez. So. We're all on the same page. So, great. Um, it's Hey Dude all over again. It's Hey Dude all over again. Um, so, the uh, they sell the land. Danny comes well, in. He Ten. says he wants to trade him for it. Yeah. And so, but he wants a fair trade and like a very drawn out. Yeah, it's, it's just right. pretty awkward. Um, so, they get the, the land. They go over there, and of course, uh, 
Giddy's like, well, no, you can't have this. You know, and he's he's going to come back over. Well, when he comes back, there's Harry Krishnas all over it. <laughs> which are, and so he's like, no, no, Also no, played no. by Paul Rubens. Yes, which I think it was just them, you know, they weren't really Harry Krishnas. They were just. Right. Yeah, just trying to make it look unappealing. Sure. Um, and it's weird, like, the kids all come over. They keep coming over on, like, little military vessels, you know, to... I actually thought that was kind of funny. It is. You know, where they came in. And also, um, we have to... Uh, I, I would guess you would call him the co... Not the co-director, but, like, I guess the lieutenant. Yeah. Lieutenant Felix Foxglove is played by yes. John Larroquette. John Larroquette. Who, I guess, is a closet homosexual. We don't know. Yes. Uh, we assume that he is because uh, every once in a while he has a lisp. Yeah. Or talks about women's fashion. Yeah. Or has a lisp. Yeah. Because calls, those are the only things calls, that homosexuals care about. Yeah. Calls the or colonel do. a bitch. Yes. Uh, the uh, talks about accessorizing with pearls. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, has a closet full of dresses. Oh, once, once, uh, I think they were once worn by Marky Post. They might have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it. This character is interesting to me. No, is it? It's, I think it's because it's John Larroquette. Because you know, I agree. Because it's John Larroquette, it's interesting. I think so. There's some moments in here where, like, I feel like John Larroquette is kind of like, um, like he doesn't want to do some things over the top. Yeah. So he has the lisp and he has little things and like he <gasps> acts shocked when things happen. Like he mm. does stuff like that. But he's also uh, there was like one time with the the colonel says something about a fairy. Yeah. And John Larroquette just turns and looks at him and gives him this like look like what like the do you hell? Look like what? Like why would you say that? Yeah. 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 And so I feel like I feel like John Larroquette has this role and they're like, no. More over the top, more like <laughs> he's just you like, know, no, be a super Nance. And he's like, okay, I'll do this to some degree, yeah. but like, nothing like I, I really wasn't, I don't know, like, I wasn't overly offended by this portrayal. Like, I was overly offended by it, I was more overly offended about what was said about him, yes, through the colonel, yes, mostly, but yeah, but I really you know, wasn't but, overly offended by him. I just thought, like, but I'm also like, what's the point of having that character yes. exist? Yeah. Or having that character trait? Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, why write that in there? It just makes no sense to move the plot it, along. Yeah, it doesn't. It, to have it, no, I mean, it does I guess, for one thing, so he can get a dress. Because he has the dress at the end that uh, Flash wears because they kidnap him. Yeah, so. Because you know, he's skinny dipping. Yeah, so part of, part of Flash's crossover story here is that uh, this other, the good girl he's trying to get with, who's that, uh, Cheryl? Yes. She, uh, she's never seen a dick before. <laughs> so she... Jeremy! Pinky. I'm, I've never seen a pinky before. They keep saying pinky, and were you just, like, I was cringing every time they said yes, pinky. Yes, I was like... And at one point, they were... They do that thing I told you where in movies that aren't so great, where they keep doing a list of a things. A list of things, yes. She goes, um... They called the guy. They called him a dork. Yeah, a dork. But they were calling him like the legit original term of dork. Oh, dork. Yeah, yeah. Which and I was so, like, what? And she goes, "Well, is he always going to be a dork?" And they're like, "You know, a dork, like a dork, a dork." And she goes, "Okay." 
And so she goes, no. And, she, and she starts, starts saying, euphemisms listing yeah. like euphemisms for a penis. Yes. And Including I was like, Pinky, which gets said four or five times in this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, every time I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I don't Because it's like they... on the same line of pencil dick. Like, I hate that term for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I do. But it yeah. reminds me of that, so I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I was just like, I was with you. I was just like, please stop oh, saying please that. Please stop like, saying pinky. I would rather you have said dork. But <laughs> just say dork. Yeah. Or say penis. Or even be creative, more creative than pinky. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, because only because I know some guys, and I would say thumb over pinky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> So back to the John Larry cat, like I, uh, so he has the the dress on, and it's one of his dresses, and that's well, where you get the whole fairy. He, he gets thing. he gets kidnapped because yeah. well they, the friends keeps trying to set up for her to see a penis and mm. just say you know at this point say pinky. <laughs> like you can't say penis now. Penis is so clinical. You can't say penis. Dick. Well, I didn't say dick either. I just said penis. Dork. So <laughs> they're trying to uh, uh, they're trying to set up for uh, the friends are trying to set up for Cheryl to see somebody's schwanz and the uh, <laughs> then, then they uh, see his Sasquatch. <laughs> they're trying to see his Sasquatch. You know. <laughs> so uh, first they get Eddie to come in and flash, but a kid over the kids over here the deal. So they switch the cabin numbers, yeah. uh-huh. which means that. Eddie goes in to flash the counselor woman, Fanny, and uh, Artie, whatever, goes to flash, Archie Han goes to flash the children or go to get with the children. And so they dive out the windows and whatever because uh, they realize the mistake and run away, um, which was an awkward scene. This is an it was It played out very slow. That's what yes. made it awkward. Yes, it did. I'm just like, uh, we get it. we get the joke. Let's go. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, they both dive out the windows and then go to run. And then Eddie just flashes Archie Han like, I didn't come all this way for something for nothing. not to see my... Someone's going to see my pinky. pinky. Somebody's going to see it. So he can... He just, yeah. 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 And so... Uh, anyway, so then they're like, well, that didn't work. Let's set him up to go skinny dipping. So when they set him up to go, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the scene in my head and realize how awkward it is. Like as I'm, they they set him up to go skinny dipping. They don't. She doesn't know that's what's happening. Flash does know, and so he's like, "Well, it's you know." She thinks they're seeing shooting stars, and so uh, he's like, "Well, you can yeah, we can let's go by the water." Let's go into the water. And so mm-hmm. he goes over and he's stripping down. So he's naked. Yeah. She is like almost got her like 80s bubble vest thing, puffy vest off. And then she's like, wait a minute. And so she starts going over there. Well, he's already in the water. A bear is like going through his clothes. Uh, an invasion force from sure. Camp Patton has. Yeah, she would call it an escape from Twitch Mountain or something like that. We could. Okay, there we could. I'm just saying. Because she was in those movies, Jeremy. They're she not was. all great jokes. Yes. Just to let you know. I do. Yeah, yeah, you know that. Yeah, I do. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, so her friends, in the meantime, are all up in the tree laughing. Um, and the uh, 
Like Escape from Bitch Mountain. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I was nicer. <laughs> the uh, Well, her friends, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. They're just wanting to also get a peek or just to laugh at her. I'm not yeah. quite sure. So, yeah, the the stink ladies. Yeah, are I don't up know what tree. that was. I think they're just laughing because they're kids. So they're just laughing. Yeah. yeah. So the stink ladies are up in the tree just watching them. Uh, trying to wait to see. You call what's them the, happen. the stink ladies? Yes. Because they're like the, the pink ladies, only yes. lamer. Yes. Or not, I shouldn't say that. Sorry. Uh, you know, not as cool. Yes. Yeah. Correct. The stink ladies. The stink ladies. Gotcha. Uh, so this whole like trail of events happens where it's like uh, the girl, uh, Cheryl screams when she sees the bear. The military people just as like, one start, does just start like firing into the night. They hit the tree branch and the friends fall out of it. And as the tree branch comes down, it knocks out Flash. The bear runs past Archie and Fanny in the woods who stop, you know, stop trying to sneak off to get it on. Uh, so on and so forth. So, yeah. So they have, they have a naked Flash and they kidnap him and run away. Um, they've already come and invaded once because they beat up Boomer. Right, because Boomer was originally going yes. to box. Yeah, he was. And so now they've kidnapped somebody to say like, hey, you know, what's the plan or who's going right. to be boxing from whatever, not realizing they kidnapped the boxer. Yeah, yeah. So then he comes he comes back to the camp wearing the uh, John Bearcat's dress. Yeah, Foxglove is the only yeah. door that's open when he wakes up and all that are in there are dresses. Ex- yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, there's not. He did find pants. Yes, chose and, not to wear like those a pants. a rainbow shirt instead. Or a nice like, black dress instead. Let me get this this black cha-cha dress on. Mm-hmm. Seems like a no, reasonable No cha-cha hands, but yes, the dress was cha-cha. Yeah, great. Um, there's a con- lot going on to this movie. Converse. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of plots going on to this movie yeah. that make sense that they would be in a camp movie. Yeah, there is one that doesn't make sense that it's in a camp movie, and Correct. that would be that the after chef continually eating horses. The chef continually eating horses, which is wonderful. Yes, correct that one too. But uh, I would say about what? How? When does the alien come in? It's in the first. It's in the it's first, in the first act? third. Yeah, yeah. I want to say act. it's after we met all the kids. Yes, his alien family drops him off. Yes, Archie and, Archie and Fanny. We see an alien. How would you describe what these aliens look like? Um, imagine if you had a candle mm-hmm. or like if you had a chocolate Easter bunny in the car. Okay. And it slowly melts. Sure. So you can still see its face. Not where I'm going, but yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But it <laughs> but it kind of looks droopy and pruney. Sure. Um, but also it's gray. Imagine an old guy in a pool, right? Yeah. And the shrinkage that the dork of the old guy has, right? Okay. Right? Okay. It kind of has that really weird kind of, I don't know. It's kind of this melted, really weird head that it has, you would say. It's gray or greenish kind of. Yeah, gray. It's very obvious that this is an alien uh, or a puppet alien. And he also wears a rain slicker. Like, even when it's not raining. Yeah. To well, blend he, in. He starts out with, he needs wants to blend in, and they tell him, 
you're going to have to wear clothes. And he's like, no, I, I don't want to wear clothes. And they're like, you're going to gotta hide you from all the, all the, all the other campers. Well, no, so his they don't parents know. told him that. Oh, okay. Uh, so first off this puppet, well, and it's, it's a guy walking around in the suit and it's got an animatronic face. Right. Um, personally, like I'm okay with the build of like the face. I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with the body. Of, yeah, the body's of, awkward. The hands really, don't the hands actually work. Don't do anything. Yeah, they flail. That's, that's why he walks it. through buildings. Yes. Um but yeah, he, he he puts on a hat. Yeah. to blend in. It also feels like the lines were just put in later. They were. Okay. Well, they probably read them off camera and then dubbed them because yeah. Archie Hunt and Archie Hunt is one of those things I'm not a fan of his voice work. Okay. I don't think his voice work is funny. I know he probably does, but I well, do not. He, it's like he played, I swear he played the parents too. He did. Do the and parents. it sound, they all sound the same. Yeah. One sounds higher. The other, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like the father sounded like this like stereotypical yeah. like old Jewish old man. Old Jewish kind of man. Yeah. yeah. And so it was very odd. You go, here, take your little rain slicker. You got to go to camp. Yeah. Okay. Dad, thanks. And uh, Jewish alien. To, uh, yeah, with a melon vac. Hoy. Shishka. So they go to, uh, they end up seeing him because they were, oh, no. They all go out to go to the bathroom in the morning. Yes. And uh, they can't get the door open. And so Wheels is like, here, I have a grappling hook with like a chain. So we can hook to my wheelchair, attach it to the door, and so they rip the door open. Yeah. And here's an alien inside. Did you feel like they were going to use that later on? I felt like, oh, they're going to use this now. Maybe they're going to use that later on, right? I for thought something? more stuff was going to happen with his... With the wheelchair kid, Yes. Right? Yeah. I was just like, let's do more with the wheelchair but, kid. But that's when, that's the last time that those twins had the gag, too. The kids... Oh, everyone loses their gag. Yeah, they go, the kid goes... Those look bars melted by then. That, they showed the bars right before they went out. Yeah. Too. Like, that, all this stuff ended. Yeah. The 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 twins did the joke with, um, well, I have to go. Well, I want to go first. Yeah. Well, I was born first. Yeah, so give me a break and let me do this one. You mm-hmm. know, like, it was like, okay. But they that's the last time you hear any of those kind of gags. For the most part. Yeah, because we're done character building. Now it's about the stupid alien. Now it's about the stupid alien named yeah. Meathead. Well, one of the kids goes, um, who are you? Me, Ted. And so then the alien repeats, me, Ted. And they said, did he say meathead? And he repeats it again. Perfect. And they're like, yep, meathead, I guess. Perfect. But the the weird thing to me is like, you just heard him speaking. <laughs> right. Fluently. You just heard him saying. before. Right. Like, and now he's like, me, meathead. And so, oh, okay. uh, and then Me right either. after this, he speaks fluent. Yeah, well. that's I don't get that either. Yeah, no. Um, but we no. learned some things about Meathead. We, I guess he he when can, his eyes glow red, he walks. He's smoking walls. pot. <laughs> he and walks he, through walls. He walks through walls. Which scares he levitates people. stuff with his eyes. Yes, glowing. he does. When the his eyes also turn green. Right. When I think he's sad. I think so. When he well, smokes pot, he lifts up in the air. Yeah. And then well, he coughs. So they, at first, they were like, okay, we're going to put you out. Um, there's a bunch of, like, old outhouses. You can stay out there. 
And he's like, okay, like to hide. So he stays out there and it starts storming really bad. And the kids are kids feel bad. They're like, oh, you should, we should think about getting him. And then he walks through the wall and he's like, I can't stay out there. They scream, which brings Flash in. But they kind of hide him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everything's fine. But he's like showing up to things with them. And yeah. Like nobody... and no one notices that there's, they, they, they see a movie. By the way, uh, the director of this movie directed a movie called Shockwave. Yeah. They're watching, that's, that's the yeah. movie they're watching in the movie itself. So they're watching that. He shows up. He's got the rain slicker on. I don't know how anyone doesn't notice yeah. that it's an alien until the colonel at the boxing match goes, it's an alien. Look. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> but like, we do need to talk about the pot scene. Well, yeah. So Flash is the kids are all out. Yeah. And Flash is like, I'm going to get high. Right. And so he's smoking on the couch. He takes two hits. Yes. And then sees an alien. Yeah. And then the meathead walks through the wall. And thing, and he looks down at the joint. Yeah. And looks back up. And looks back up. Yeah. And I'm meathead. Yeah. And so he, uh, so Flash throws the joint because he's like, uh-oh. Yeah. I think that's got PCP in it. Yeah. Like flicks it across the room and... Uh, it levitates to yes to, to Meathead, who takes a puff yes, and then his eyes immediately turn glowing red, glowing red, and he lifts into the air and floats and for then a minute, coughs. and then comes back down. Right? Yeah, yeah. That didn't happen in Mac and Me. No, no, no. way. So, pot smoking alien. Yeah, a kid in a dress at a boxing match. Yeah, a. Nance of a of a guy Military named John, John yeah. Larrakat, right? Kids who have lost their identity. This movie has it all. Yeah, Jeremy, kid with it. a kid with a speeding. <laughs> you know, if they're gonna, okay, we have, we have to, we also have to talk about the boxing match at the end yeah. of of the movie. So this is the grand finale, the boxing match. They have put everything on the line. This is if you yeah. win the boxing match, you'll get you'll get the land. If I get win the boxing match. I will win the land. Yes. And of course, Flash has gone missing. Uh, we've been feeding meat in a cage. Yes. Um, the uh, Camp Panton has. To Mad and, Dog. Yeah, yeah, to Mad Dog. And we have let him loose. And it's uh, the uh, what the ogre guy from uh, Revenge of the Nerds, which I yes. was just like, the whole time I was like, that's who's going to come out of that box. Boy, yeah, you knew it was. You knew it was. It's, it's early 90s. That that guy from <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds is going to come out. Well, yeah, he's contractually, and he looks like he looks like the human version of of the Muppet animal. He's even like that dog. Yeah, he's got a chain around his neck, and it looks like they're holding him, and he's ready to fight. But where is our fighter for Camp Sasquatch? He's late because yes. of course they kidnapped him, and he comes in and he's wearing a nice. Cha-cha dress. Yeah. Twitch John Larkett's like, <gasps> that's that, my dress. That's my dress. Right. Um, so he gets, um, he uh, is going. He gets knocked knocked, yeah. knocked around a lot. Yeah. Well, here, you he, know? earlier he beat Boomer up pretty right. good. So now he's boxing and he's getting his ass handed to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting a few good hits in, but otherwise he's getting knocked around pretty good. And at one point he gets hit 
and uh, he is like dazed on the ground and they're like, oh no, we're going to lose. And uh, no, Meathead's not going to let that happen. Yes. So he raises him up and he still right. looks kind of dazed. And uh, and I swear you can see the the wires a little bit. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And he I, punches him. Although when he's I wanted flying. him I wanted him to be like dazed throughout this whole thing and just like Me be too. An awesome and be like, I won. Like, yeah, How did like, I win? Yeah. yeah. I kinda did too. I'm with you on that one. So but uh, that's yeah. instead of that, like he, he gets up and uh when he goes to like hit him, Flash starts flying in the air. And so he's like spinning, flying around, and uh, it's pretty awkward. Like he's he's yeah. twirling in the air, and like bops him on the head, twirls around, bops. He him better on the head. not tear my dress. Yeah, says Foxglove. <laughs> he better not tear that dress. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty awkward. <coughs> it's a pretty goofy fight thing, and so he eventually knocks him out. Well, and before he does that, like. Uh, Colonel Hershey is watching across the way. The only person to ever see that that's an alien besides yes. the kids. He takes, he goes, what? And he takes an the alien. Like, he takes Foxglove's binoculars. Odd. And goes, an alien. And then breaks the binoculars. With his hands. They look like they're made out of Legos. Yes. And it takes, it's not just one crush. It's like. A couple crushes. He does yeah. it for like 30 yeah. seconds. Like in high school. A couple yeah. crushes. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he heads over there with a hand grenade. <laughs> and uh, which still has his pin in it. Yeah. He's going to throw it under there. Uh, wheels. Because uh, he's trying to crawl under there. Wheels. Gets up out of his wheelchair and stumbles a few steps to, like, knock him down. Um, that's when Meathead loses his focus and looks down. Well, So Flash drops to the mat. Uh, but he does end up knocking out Mad Dog. Right. In the meantime, uh, Meathead takes the hand grenade because he can't do anything with it or move because he's a big, goofy puppet. He uh, <laughs> flies the hand grenade after the colonel, after uh, the colonel, and presumably blows him up outside. Evidently, well, I don't but know. then he he gets away in a yeah. stretcher. At he the gets end, away in a stretcher and says, "Ah, deal's a deal." So yeah. You know. um, so the camp's been saved. Yes, the camp has been saved. The next day, the kids are all going home. Yeah, Meathead's parents. Come Meathead's him. parents pick him up. You They're, know. There was, I should go back, I forgot about this. Go back, go ahead. the scene where they're high, or where he's high, um, the kids show up again after he floats and everything. Yeah. And they're just like, oh my God. And he's like, wait, you see him too? He goes, wait, so he's real? And they're like, yeah. And he goes, how long has he been here? They're like, like three weeks. And he goes, how come I never noticed? And they go, nobody has. Yeah. Why have you not noticed this? Yeah. And he goes, he's an alien, but he it's has this, obvious. He has this moment. He goes, huh? He goes, I guess, uh, I guess I really haven't been around to notice though. Huh? Like, he right. kind of like it took realizes, an alien and marijuana yeah. to pull him together and well, have an he epiphany. He kind of realizes that he's been a jerk and stuff to the kids. No, no. Really That's why I said it took focus. an alien and marijuana. Yeah. To, yeah. And so it was know. kind of a, if there was something to pull out, that was kind of an 
okay moment. Oh, I don't, I don't think it's not an okay moment. Yeah. I think it's fine. It's just weird that that's the aesthetic yes. that got us there. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Agreed. So it's, it's just, it's, it's very odd. Can we go back way at the beginning when the kids are being dropped off? There's a nice cameo by our favorite comic, Elaine Boozler. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that. Lane Boozler drops one of the kids off. And she had some funny jokes. At the she did have some funny jokes. And uh, actually, the the parents had funny jokes when they yes. were dropping the kids off. I was yeah, like, agreed. can we follow them? Because I'm going to assume they're funny. Yeah. Um, and so the kids are getting picked up and getting on the bus to go home. And Meathead is uh, is going home as well. So he's yeah. on the spaceship. Where's mom? Uh, mom's making you a nice dinner. You your know, favorite glip your favorite uh, glip glop. Uh, don't worry, it's uh, kosher. <laughs> and uh, so they fly in their flying saucer, and uh, we get the uh, the nice song that comes along with uh, Meatballs Two, which yes. you'll hear later on. And uh, then the end of the movie shows the flying saucer. Like we give a fuck about the flying saucer again. Yes. And it's, did you have a fine time at camp? Did you learn everything? Sure did. Blah, blah, blah. We did not need that. Credits roll and you've been <laughs> deuced. Hooray. On Meatballs 2. I don't think they needed that that at the end. No. You know I what I mean? So either. But that's, that's just me. Um, there's a lot going on in this movie. Like, I, I just feel like this could have used, uh, I don't know, not an alien. Um, yeah. It could have used a rewrite and also could have used a rewrite and also could have used a rewrite. Well, they Having said to, that, there were some shining moments in it. They needed we'll to figure about. out what their focus was. The, right. the camp and the counselors or is it the kids? Or the kids. The camp and the counselors, kids or the alien or yeah. the rival camp. Yes. Well, there's a lot going on. But yeah. All right. Let's do our five questions. Uh, what do you think was the best part of this movie? There are a lot of things. Like I was telling you, this is just not connected very well. There's yeah. There's a lot of plot going on. Um, did not enjoy the alien. I thought if you're going to do an alien, make that the movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Agreed. Make him make that the funny moments of the movie. Meatballs two is just the alien movie. Yeah. You know, where we're hiding the, the, the camper. There wasn't a lot of like, I felt like this movie should have had more physical comedy in it and it did, but it didn't have enough for me that a camp movie did. Um, but kind of my favorite was Paul Rubens. Because was, Paul was Rubens was like, he was kind of a jack of all trades in this, where he just yeah. was not, he, it's just, you could tell he was having fun when he was yeah. doing every scene that he was in. You could, you could almost see some of the things going into Pee Wee later. Kind of, yes, in a way, but you could also tell that what, what brought everyone joy in the first movie was Bill Murray. And Bill Murray improved a lot of his lines in the first movie. I felt like Pee Wee actually improved a lot of the physical comedy of of this movie. Yes, and uh, I appreciated that because it brought a little bit of something to it mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. needed it. I, agree. I think if you don't have Pee Wee, it's really really is a bad movie. Yes, agreed, agreed. I don't think they used him. They quite had enough. Right. I'm like. I think you missed an opportunity to have him interact with the alien. Oh, very much so. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I think that would have been fun. And just kind of like look at each other. Yeah. Because they're just kind of aliens themselves. Yeah. You know, kind of two and one. You kind of look at them and then boom, nothing. Like I said, like, why have the, get the rival camp thing. These camp stories have rival camps, but it, that kind of falls flat. I don't know. Just like the physical comedy in this movie is probably the best part. And we yes. were lacking that as well. But mm-hmm. that's my favorite part. Um. Honestly, 
John Mingotti or Mingotti or however you pronounce it, the guy who played Flash. Um, I thought he did a fun, I thought he did a good job. I think that I didn't like him at the beginning. I thought like towards the end he was better. Yeah. Well, once as soon as he got to like when he got on the bus, it was like Ugh, this character. Yeah. Right. But once he got to the camp, and you started seeing like he had other expressions and other things he was doing, like. Like, you could see that, like, his guard was getting let down or, like, kind of what he was really thinking. It wasn't just one-dimensional um, as a character. Like, I started feeling more about, like, you know, hey, maybe he has troubles or maybe he's going through, through certain things. Like, it, uh, I, I felt a lot more of that character and I thought he sure. did a good job of portraying that mm-hmm. Um without needing to necessarily be over the top with it. Hmm. I think some of his, some of the things he worked through weren't the greatest, but like, um, honestly, like when we were focused on him more and like what he was doing and who he's interacting with, especially like when he, I almost wanted more of him interacting with the kids. I did too. Especially like towards the end. I was like, well, now that you know the secret, why don't you buddy up with them more? Yeah. Also, thought the the weak part of these the scripts were is kind of the, uh, you have too much going on. But the best part of these scripts, the script was uh, the the um, the wordplay. Yes, I thought the wordplay was actually very well done, and I thought it, it just was sprinkled not enough in the movie. Yes, where it kind of made it awkward. Yeah, you either needed more. You either needed more, comedy, or you needed to like more more wordplay. Right, and you or gave both. Us you didn't give us enough of either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So would you reboot, continue, or cancel? Um, based on this movie, I would cancel. Yeah. But my personal opinion is that I'm all for um, rebooting this into a modern time. But they kind of did that with <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer. But yeah. they actually they didn't. Because it, Wet Hot American Summer is more of a parody of all this. Yeah. Um. You could have something that is more heartfelt and kind of gross out comedy that you get nowadays. I think that uh, uh, comedy has come a long way since then. And I think that you could actually reboot this if you wanted to into maybe a, a series that lasted a summer. But my personal opinion is canceled. Yeah, well, and they they already had a couple of uh, right. I mean, Meatballs three, Meatballs four, Meatballs three, Summer Job, which does have connections to the first one because right. they were like they had to bring it back, and then Meatballs four. So, um, yeah, like I I try to look for enough out of it to be like, hey, I want to you know keep it going because I think there were some admirable pieces about it. I think so like, too. It just falls flat. I just don't feel like there's enough that would make me want to keep this going. Mm -hmm. So I'd probably cancel it as well. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. But knowing the history of the first meatballs and, and some where they were trying to go. Yeah. If they did bring it back, I might check it out. Yeah. Just to see, because nowadays comedy, you know, I feel like they were, this was like lending itself to be like a punky Brewster esque kind of, cartoon yeah where we like, have the kids and then well and you then think about this head. like i think about meatballs and i was like i didn't know really what meatballs was for a long time i thought oh these body like teen movies like porkies you know where women are walking around with their tops off or whatever yeah. diving in there's not a lot of that in this movie it's very pg in a way 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some vulgarity, but it's really not that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. The comedy does is not that. It's almost a little bit toned down in a way. I would agree. It's somebody said. I think one of the reviews that I just briefly passed by said, um, "It's a teen sex comedy with no sex in it." Yes. Yes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And they kind of need it. To tell you the truth, but that's just me. But go ahead. Or it needed to be either again. It needed to be body or not. Whether you're going to be either kitty or you're going to be adult. Exactly right. You were in between. You need to decide if it was going to be slapstick or if it was going to be wordplay. You were in between again, and so it's just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Um. When you when you try to be everything, you fall flat. What's our next question? Uh, Next question is: Does this stand on its own? Yes, this does stand on its own. There's no connection with the first movie that I see in this. I think that you don't really need to know anything about the first no, you movie don't. to get this movie. Nope, you sure don't. I think you it, need to know more about Mac and me to get this movie. <laughs> yes. That's but correct. I think it does stand on its own. Yeah, I think it stands on its own as well. Having um, said I that, mean, that's literally, it's not a good thing that, it, <laughs> that it's, it's I mean, standing it's, on its own. It's not connected at all. So, I mean, it, you know, it, it does stand on its own. If I I would say though if I hadn't watched the first one, uh, I would be super freaking confused though because I think because I wouldn't I would be like were there aliens in the other one like you know I would think maybe that was like a maybe but I mean they they explain it yeah they do yeah but you know like I would, is that a is that a through thread no right. it's not but I think it, I think it almost goes it's almost too standalone. To, yeah. to where the point yes. where I would be like, who's from yeah. the first movie? Who's from this? Like, I would be confused. Well, I mean, obviously the camp's a different name, so right, you know that. Right, but I wouldn't that. know that. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't watched it. Yeah. I would be really confused whether it was the same camp or is it different. <laughs> like, what? I would, But it stands on its own. But like you said, yes, it's almost too much. Almost too stand on its own. Um, would you watch the first one or does it make you want to watch I the I would first watch one? the first one, but this movie does not make me want to watch the first one. If anything, if anything, Bill Murray makes me want to watch the first one. Yeah. Having said that, these aren't necessarily the movies I go towards. Yeah. Especially summer movies. Right. It's yeah. just, just camp, you yeah. know, raunch and kind of fun movies. But there is, you know, there's, a, you know, an audience for these movies and that's fine. Go for it. But it does not make me want to watch the first one. Doesn't make me want to watch the third one. It's sad to say it doesn't make me want to watch this again. Yeah. So. Um, it does make me want to watch the first one. Really? Well, only because I think the alien aspect is such no. a curve. I think it's such a... No. I, it's what I think. Don't I know, sorry. but... I, I think it's such a curveball that I would be like, wait, what did I miss in the first one? I don't think you need to miss anything in the first one to get, like I said. Well, no, if I'm there's not saying an it's alien not in the first on one, its own. that is awful. Think about it. I'm not saying it's not standing on its own. I'm you just know there's that, no alien in the first one. Well, I know that because I've already seen it. But you it. know that anyway. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I wouldn't. The typical, come on, you're playing me. No, I'm not. You gotta be. If I hadn't seen the first one, I would be like, "Is was this something from the first one that I need to know about?" No, I I would. Okay, perhaps. 
Um, sum up your experience in two words. Camp nowhere is my two words because this movie goes no. It does. It goes nowhere because there's too much plot going on. There's yeah. it just needs to choose where it wants to go. I think if this movie, I feel like they were like uh, someone was doing a camp movie. Okay, we need to get it out, you know, to and make it be balls too. Well, I'm not done with the script quite yet. I don't know if it, if I want it to be an alien come comes down, or like this rival camp thing. I feel like the writer wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If they were, I'm like, they no. But I feel like they they weren't, and they're were like, no. But we need to go. Let's go. Let's yeah. make this thing. Because uh, it needs some rewrites. It, like, but but again, this movie, like a lot of movies that we we review that aren't really up to the standards they have potential yeah like i saw potential in this movie yes exactly but but through the exhaustedness of the plot i just didn't i don't even know if it it could have been saved you know what i mean yeah i think there's i think there's again like enjoyable aspects and i can like i can see like ooh, if you'd have fleshed this out that'd have been great right or things like that but yeah, it's like it just didn't get to that point. Um, my two words were bummer camp. Yeah, um, it's a bummer. Yeah, because it's like... It really is a bummer. As soon as the alien shows up, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, it's going to be off the hook. Shit just got <laughs> real. I know, like, we were and, like, uh, the alien, boom. This is going to be mad shit crazy. Yeah. Nope. Not even, like, to where it was bad to be, like, where you could laugh at it bad. Like I don't right. even think you could you could have a bad like this is not a bad good or good bad movie, if that makes sense. Yes, it's just falls flat. It does. It does. Which, Which is, is sad because there are for, there are some very talented people in this movie. Oh yeah, I agree. So I agree. Yeah. So there you go. You've been deuced on that. Uh, that finishes our series of of summer comedies. Uh, look for later on next month. We'll be doing some some summer horror movies. Uh, well, that should uh, be fun. I'm, I'm excited about that. But before that, we're going to do a Jeremy choice and Bradley choice. Jeremy's choice is first. Have you decided what you want yet, Jeremy? I have not. You have not. I have decided, but I'm going second. Unless you want me to go first. Well, I think we'll, I see, what, we'll see what happens next so week. Stay tuned for a mystery episode. We don't know what we're doing. But remember, folks, as always, the sequel is king.